and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm your ever loving madman. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie sitting here just having a good old time. DK, the DJ running the boards. His mic's not on. <laughs> He's got dad duty. He likes to play it behind the scenes anyway. He wants to be the wizard behind the curtain. And who can blame him? Just don't that. peek behind or under his curtain. He's not wearing underwear. With his fantastic beard. Can I tell you your beard is fantastic? You're welcome. You're welcome. Is there oil on that beard? No. It's just all natural like that. It's amazing. I wish I could grow it like that. I can't grow a connection, you know, ah. to, from like my sideburns. <clears throat> There's also a space like between uh, my ear, like right in the middle of my ear, where mm. I don't, it's like a patch of hair. So I can't connect my hair to my sideburns. <laughs> so I it can, looks horrible. I can grow a beard, but it's salt and pepper. So I, I tend to try not to. And there's that as well. Okay. Uh, we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, Hill Hippie? Ah, the weekend was wonderful. Spent the weekend up in D.C. with my daughter. Awesome. What'd you see in D.C.? Uh, uh, a lot of good-looking women. Oh, of course. Uh, a lot of uh, metro trains. Oh, yeah. A little bit of the Smithsonian. Yeah. Then me and my daughter realized that place is a lot cooler when you're a kid. Yeah. Than it, than it is as an adult. So we went and bit, uh, went to be big kids at the zoo and spent most of Saturday there. And Sunday, she was supposed to fly back, but there was a problem with the booking ticket. I'm going to go ahead and blame myself for that one. And she had to stay an extra day. Yeah, Dad might have done that on accidental purpose without realizing it. Accidentally on purpose. Accidentally on purpose. <laughs> Subconscious probably took over there. Maybe. So we spent another day in D.C. Barely left the hotel room, just ate on plenty of good food. And did one thing that was just straight up America. Outside of the Smithsonian before we went in, <clears throat> it's feeling a little peckish. So we stopped off at one of those snack stands. Yeah, yeah. Across from the National History Museum. <clears throat> Go up, wait through a long line, overpay for our food, and sit down. I'm like, baby girl, you realize there's nothing more American than this. She goes, what? Sitting here in the nation's capital. I'm eating chili cheese nachos, and you're eating a pretzel dipped in melted, uh, quote-unquote, cheese, if you want to call it cheese. Right. I paid $20 for, for that. For two, this privilege, yeah. For this privilege, <laughs> for, and two bottles of water. So we're um, eating overpriced food in the nation's capital, and the food is horrible for us. Yeah. Nothing is more American than that. Exactly. America. America. There's no apple vendors on the <laughs> National Mall, is there? No. No <laughs> apples, no grapes, man. <laughs> A little fruit buffet right there at the Lincoln Memorial. That'd be nice. Yeah. And where's George Washington at the George Washington Monument? They should have somebody selling cherries. He chopped down the cherry tree. That would be awesome. You going to the fruit buffet over at the Lincoln Memorial? Hell yeah, I'm going. (laughs) Right? I'm going to spend $10 on a bunch of grapes. I'd love to eat grapes around a giant-ass statue of Lincoln sitting down. Is he pooping? I, I don't know. Maybe. You eating grapes Lincoln's while pooping. staring at his grapes. I think Lincoln was pooping. Oh, my weekend was pretty uneventful. Um, I did get called out yesterday at Five Guys. All right. Uh, it, I go to this Five Guys quite frequently over there, over there in Central Park. And um, after I saw Thor Ragnarok, I went apparently went all over town saying that it sucks, that it's horrible, and stuff like that. Because it's a guy that works at five guys had it like a friend came in and he was sitting there talking to him and said hey you know see that guy over there he thought thor ragnarok wasn't very good <laughs> and i was just like okay i kind of deserve that 
you know, I kind of deserve that. And then I, so I respond, I say, but I did watch it again, man. I kind of appreciate it now. You know, I was just a little mad about those jokes at the beginning. And so I, I didn't realize I'd went bad mouthing it all over town. <laughs> <laughs> got other nerds going, it's like, this guy doesn't like it. And he always wears his superhero t-shirts. I mean, he, he obviously knows what he's talking about. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, he was right for calling me out on that, but you know, so but I did say, hey, you know, Luke Cage is really good, and he's like, oh, I haven't seen any of that, and so yeah, check that out, Luke Cage, and because the uh, second season came out, and uh, then I was I was getting my food, I was like, hey man, um, I do a podcast, fxvgpublicradio.com, uh, we're Shock Monkey Radio, I'm the Madman, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out, and I left, so hopefully he's listening, tell your friends, dude. You know, thanks for the delicious burgers. I know that's not all your fault, but thanks for working there. <laughs> thanks uh, for calling me out in public <laughs> about Thor Ragnarok. Uh, open your mouth, commit yourself. You got called out. Well, At least that's better than where my mind first went when you said you got called out. I'm like, oh, shit. He almost got into a fight. No, no. It's rare when I get into a fight. I got to be in a real bad mood or super drunk. So. It used to happen when you're drunk. Not you per se, just yeah. people in general. general. People in general. Um, yeah, that's pretty much my weekend. The highlight of my weekend, getting called out at Five Guys. <laughs> it's not like I'm not gonna stop. It's not like I'm gonna stop going there. Why would you? The burgers are delicious, delicious and cheap. Exactly. Uh, oh yeah, speaking of Luke Cage, you know, um, the second season came out, like I mentioned, and I, I watched it all because I'm that kind of nerdy. Hashtag binge watching. Yeah. Best thing. Best thing. Because that four years between Empire Strikes Back. What was it? One year. Two years. Between Empire Strikes Back and Jedi. Uh, I think it was one year. Yeah. That was a horrible year for me. <laughs> horrible year. But no. Now you can go and watch the entire series if you got the. You know, you can even like take it on your toilet. I got, you know. If I, yeah. I would switch to my phone. If I need to go to the toilet, it's like, why stop watching Luke Cage? <laughs> Just because you got to poop. That's why I hate theaters, man. Because, you know, these movies are three hours long. And nobody hits pause. So you don't do intermissions anymore. So right. people can go, you know, if an emergency crops up, you need to go take a sit down. You can go take a sit down like old Abe Lincoln. Uh, Abe Lincoln. I remember when the, was it The Hobbit, The Battle of Five Armies. Oh, my I God. Yeah. I think was the last movie I went and saw in the theater. Came out <clears throat> holding it. Holding it, holding it, holding it all the way through that flipping long, tremendously good movie. But that the credits started rolling. I was out of the theater faster than you could blink. Left my girlfriend behind, left my daughter behind. <laughs> I Ran had off. to piss. R-U-N-N-O-F-T. I understand. As you know, it's not like they sell small sizes of sodas. At no, the, they're uh, gigantic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make your money do any good... You have to buy the combos, which yeah. come with the ginormous fucking drink. And if it's there, and it's three hours, you're going to drink it. Yeah. And the human bladder is only so large. Yeah. I think Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock said that the length of a movie should be directly proportional to the size of the human bladder. It should be. But he was a perv. He grabbed a bunch of chicks. He, he was a grab-em-by-the-pussy kind of guy. Uh, so take that as you will. Uh, I think it's all a... Uh, <clears throat> A trick by the movie industry. They're in cahoots with the theaters. Of course. The concept of the longer movies and the bigger cups of soda. You leave 
to go take your piss. And there's it's, if if their theory works out 100%, or my theory, or whatever it is, works out 100%, there's going to be a line in that bathroom in order for you to take said piss. Because everybody's been drinking these large sodas, so yeah. everybody's peeing. And you miss a good five to ten minutes of the movie. So what happens? Are you going to live your life without knowing what happened in those ten minutes? No, they want you to come back, spend another $20 on the ticket, and rewatch the movie just for those 10 no, minutes. You, no, that's, I would never do that. That's not the way it works, but that's what they're thinking, man. That's why it, you have the ridiculously large bladder-busting sodas. They should say on the sides, your bladder is crying in pain right now. Oh, yeah. Well, um... Ooh. Somebody's got some coins for me. I like collecting coins. Anyway, that oh, nice. is very much like... Um, Luke Cage, not at all, because... <laughs> I was going to say, he's drinking large sodas? No, I mean, you're, that's the great thing about Netflix, is that you can do this at home, you know, and so... Net- um, Netflix and poop. It's just because you can't do that in the theaters, and that's why I don't like going to theaters. And then they they start adding these end plates to, like, the Infinity Gauntlet and stuff like that, and you're just like, I don't want to get up yet. I, I just drank this big-ass soda. Mm-hmm. But I have to, I have to wait through the credits. Fifteen fucking minutes. I have minutes to of wait credits. through the credits. I got to I see must. the post credit scene. And now it's not even just one. Sometimes I'll pop two and maybe three in there. <laughs> just to fuck with you, because you'll see the one and you're like, all right, boom, I'm off. Finally, relief. Then you're coming out and then it's like, oh yeah, and everyone's talking about, oh yeah, there was that really last one that was awesome. That like, was Damn that was it. the one. Son of a bitch. How long can I? How long do I have to wait before I can find out what I missed on YouTube? Right. You know? <laughs> oh wait, somebody's already posted it. <laughs> there, yeah, right. Um. So what I did before I watched the second season of Luke Cage is I watched the first season first, mm-hmm. just to you know recap myself on it and look at it again. And uh, you know I just think uh, black and yellow. I just love that color scheme. Always love the color scheme of black and yellow. Just. When they're used together and it's used as well as as it is cinematography, you know, cin- cinematographer sense, in a movie sense, <laughs> in the way the way you use cinematographic sense. Thank you. And the contrast of the colors, I mean, it's just excellent. And it's, uh, it's why I love Luke Cage in the comic books because it's always black and yellow. Ah. You know, two favorite colors. Sorry, and wow. I go buy a I'll buy a lighter and it's like. Uh, what color light are you on? You got it. You got a yellow one? Like, no. All right, give me a black one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I just really like that color scheme of the entire series, even season two. I'm trying to be no spoilers on this for season two, but I am going to say how like the story of Misty Knight is really one of the most interesting things of Luke Cage. Luke Cage is kind of a I hate to say it a one trick pony. It's bulletproof. Super strong. I get it. Right. Um, but Misty Knight's this kind of like uh, super detective. You know, and most of my characters I made were... Um, did your headphones go out? Uh, they didn't, I just realized they haven't been working this whole time. Okay. So uh, all the characters I would make for my role-playing games would be like these super detectives or something like that. And so I like that's why I like... That, that's why Misty Knight's my favorite character. Mm-hmm. In the series, and what happens to her through the defenders and so forth, and uh, she kind of gets upgraded, and I like that. I totally dig it. 
And so she's simply my favorite character in Luke Cage. But I do like Luke Cage himself as a person because of his moral rudder. You know, yes, he's flawed, he's fallible, but he is generally a really good guy. He's the most moral Marvel character I've ever seen. Yeah, I'll give you, you that. Know? And so <clears throat> that's what I, I really love about that series. Um, here's a question after I was watching the, the, the first season. How come whenever anyone other than Luke Cage gets shot, it takes like two episodes for them to bleed out, and then they don't even die. They just pass out. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, you have two episodes of Scarf trying to get away, you know, hiding on the lamb, and he's mm-hmm. been bleeding this whole time, bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. It takes you two episodes to die, dude? How many shots did you take, you know? They never, oh, it's just, there's blood everywhere, but, oh, nobody ever dies from it. Right. You know, because instead of the usual five pints, I've got four, uh, 33. And then Misty got <laughs> shot, you know, and it took her like two episodes to bleed enough. And <laughs> yet the one time he got shot, they were worried about him bleeding out within by half an episode. Exactly. I just I just found that like interesting on the second watching of it. It was like, how, how come? Why would he die? Scarf, why aren't you dying? Misty, why aren't you dead? Hashtag because the story needs him not to. Exactly. But I mean, I didn't, it's not like I wanted Missy Knight to die. I definitely wanted Scarf to die. But um, my favorite part is the tragedy of Cottonmouth. Uh, it's a, he wanted to be a musician mm-hmm. and he got forced into that life. And that's what made me identify with Cottonmouth. And I thought that that. It's a tragedy. His story is a tragedy. You know, he wanted to be a musician, but now he's doing this gangster shit. You know? And that's part of my favorite uh, favorite part. But once, you know, he he bit the bullet, I was just, that's when it kind of, like, got dumb for me. That's mm-hmm. when uh, uh, the half-brother came in and Diamondback and right. came in. And, and that was kind of like a... The worst part of the first season was that whole Diamondback bit. I mean, it was it was cool. It was good to watch. Don't right. get me wrong, but it wasn't as good as the first half when it was Cornell. When you're dealing with Cottonmouth, uh-huh. and, uh huh. Uh, and that uh, that picture, the Biggie's crown, the picture of Biggie with his crown on. Yeah, um, it's used so well in terms of telling the story in a cinema in a movie sense. <laughs> That, you know, you do start seeing it, like, pop back up later. I don't want to spoil too much of season two, but, I mean, it pops back up later. Right and, on. And it's really cool. It's very it's very helpful with the narrative, and you can get some excellent shots with that poster and putting people in front of it. It's great. You know, so I just, I really like that Biggie's, Biggie picture. Um, now I'm going to talk a little bit about the second season. All right. Um, it's still beautiful because of the uh, color scheme. Like I said, lots of black and yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, the music is mostly on point. Mostly. Um, what I really liked about the music is what instead of like uh, more, there's more hip hop and blues a little bit in um, the first season. Uh-huh. But then in the second season, you get a lot of um, uh, jazz, blues, and reggae. And... It's done really well. I mean, it's done just as well as it was in the first season. 
Oh, nice. When they do, yeah, when they use a song to help convey the story along, it's done just in the same way or to express how a character's feeling or thinking. Right. You know, it's done very well. And I think that they really hit a stride in how, how to do that. Uh, however, the music does get law and order at times, where it's just these boom, tones, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just, it seems like you could pick another good jazz track or something, lay it under there, you know. And they do do that. They'll have like a jazz thing going on and have a scene with that. You, I know you can do it. Don't be lazy. Don't phone phone it in for this I've little part. I've seen you do it. Yeah. Come on now. Um, and I think that I love to see the good people struggle struggle with their flaws, and they really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love uh, Luke Cage trying to uh, the fight to try to make honest money. You know, and that's what I love about him. Is it's like I, yeah, it's one thing to bust into Crispus Attics, take a bag of money. It's like okay, I can morally understand this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it may be dirty money, but I could put it to good use. Right, and I kind of need it. <laughs> and that's like, and he kind of wrestled with that, you know, in in the first season. But now he's like, I want to make honest money, and it's stuff like I want because he's so famous now. You know, ghetto famous. <laughs> Everyone wants to <laughs> hang out with him. You know, uh, and so he gets these high rollers. I'm going to spoil one thing. He runs into this fan of his that collects, like, bullets that bounced off of Luke Cage and stuff like that. Just a super nerd for Luke Cage. All right. <laughs> and he wants to hire him for a personal appearance at this party for him. And it's and Luke Cage in, eventually accepts, and it's great. It's just the whole, it's like, I, I want to make honest money. I don't know. I don't want to be a peacock. I don't want to be a, a spectacle. Right. You know, a good man wrestling with the reality. It's like, but I need this money. Yeah. And so, I mean... And that's what I liked about Luke Cage, Hero for Hire, you know, and so I'm glad that they're getting more into that. Um, the show is very honest, I mean, in terms of the way people feel and react to things. And it's, it's, seriously, it's the best that Marvel's done in this term, in terms of, like, character evolution. Mm-hmm. And I think it's done so well. It's the best show that they've done. Um, it has excellent cinematography. Um, so many perfectly framed shots. That and um, there was even a few uh, long shots that took my breath away. That were like really good long shots, like oh, nice. moving long long shots. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's, like, it's kind of like they leveled up between last season <laughs> and this season because I mean it it does look real good. They probably did. Oh, you did so well in your first season. Here's more money to make a better season. Do 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 do. Get the same people. Oh, it's so good. So, have you seen the second season? Nobody. Nobody pulled your uh, drawstring there, Alexa. Okay. (laughs) It's like, is she going to say something? No, it's set up for the E word. I hate that thing. Eh, I'm a fan of the Google myself. They're both listening to you. It's just uh, irritating. Well, you are in the podcast broadcast thing. You should want people to listen to you. Not in a creepy sort of way, like this thing. This thing listening to us in there. Hey, you want? We're uh, pretty much done with my Luke Cage segment. You want to wander into Hill Hippie's garden? Yeah, sure. What's going on in Hill Hippie's garden? <clears throat> we're gonna talk about your village. My village. Everyone's village. Okay. There's that old saying that it takes a village. 
Yeah, okay. You know, they say it takes a village to uh, raise a child. It takes a village to survive in this world. Right. And they're absolutely right. Uh, not this weekend, but the weekend before, <clears throat> when my daughter was due to arrive, there was some issues that arose up where her flight almost got, or not her flight, but her trip almost got canceled. So, she calls me up all kinds of upset because her Uncle PJ was supposed to pick her up from the airport, and but he and his wife were sick, and they were trying to get her to reschedule the her trip. So right. she calls me all upset, and I'm like, no, no, tickets paid for, that's not happening. Within half an hour, I made a couple of phone calls to my village, and everything was taken care of. She came in, didn't have to uh, worry about getting sick. Right. That's just the importance of your family and friends. And it was like we were talking about the other day, or not last week, but the week before. Sometimes when you feel... Lonely, like there's nobody out there. There really is. The people will step up when in those times of need, especially when it comes to your health or your family. Well, let's talk about um, what happened last week with why we didn't have a show for Shock Monkeys last week. All right. Um, the AC died in here in the studio. Yes, it did. And uh, it was sweltering. <laughs> it was very, very hot. Mid-90s. Yes. And... Looking all over, trying to get a hole, trying to scrape money together, mm -hmm. if need be, to get a window unit. And what happened? Two old friends. Air conditioners showed up. Yeah. One used from an old friend, one brand new from uh, people who I believe used to be on the station. Yeah. I'm, I wish Eric were here so we can uh, give a shout out to them. Uh, thank you because it was so hot. Yes, it was. And uh, that's why we didn't have a show, because you do not want to run electronics in that kind of temperature. No. <laughs> yeah. We would have fried the station. Yeah, we would have fried it. So. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. In times of need, your village shows up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I guess I because I was in the Navy, it's like it was, your shipmates got your back and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've said to EK a lot over the last year. He's like, don't worry. You know, the team's got your back. You know, your shipmates got your back. And that's, that's how it is. It's like if you're on a little boat, and it's just like three of us. Just say it's the three of us in this little boat right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to watch each other. Make sure you don't go the, over the center line. Right. You know, don't lean too far over. Or if you are, i got to lean the other way. Don't everybody yeah. or on the same side at the same time. Exactly. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> We're just going in circles, man. And, I mean, yeah, the team's got you. You know, you're on my crew. I mean, that's how you got to live life. Exactly. That's how you got him. He's like, so it's like, I need help. And it's like, I can help you when I can. Sometimes I can't. Sorry, I couldn't get you. Oh, you're fine. Right. <laughs> that work. Uh, that's completely understandable. Literally, I, it was taken care of five minutes. Because of the village. Exactly. You have a hell of a point. And I'm, the village is not always your list of Facebook friends. <laughs> you know. Because I've seen people put things on Facebook. It's like, hey, I need this help and stuff like that. And I scroll right by. Send prayers and positive energy <laughs> yeah, your way. Exactly. It's like, no, but I, I'm not making rent. I need cash. <laughs> so, I mean. I need some help. My dog's sick and I can't get him to the vet. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a valuable lesson in terms of, like, how how you view friends on the Internet versus your core group of friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, 
mo- you know, there's a ton of people on my friends list that I knew from high school or I knew from the Navy or something like that. And, right. Um, unfortunately, even though we may have been close before, we're not now because we live geographically too far away and stuff like that. And so we're not directly involved in each other's life. But if these friends were here and they say, hey, man, I, I really like the podcast you do. Can I have a show? And it's like, yeah, $15 an hour, motherfucker. <laughs> And I will start producing your show. There you go. <laughs> and that's true. You know, if you, you want to, all you got to do is all the legwork. <laughs> I'll sit here and I can I can hook up a mic to record your music, your stupid song, or <laughs> your, I'm sorry, your wonderful song that I love, and I just can't wait to put it on the air for fifteen dollars an hour. <laughs> and your rantings about Katy Perry's choice of Abs- makeup. Absolutely. If that's what you want to rant about, I can turn on a microphone for you. Absolutely. And sit here and. Watch you go on and on and on about how Midnight Blue does not look good on Katy Perry. Leave Katy Perry alone! Sorry. (laughs) If you want to do it, FXBG Public Radio can do it for you. Yes, we can. So, anything else? Just your observations about the village? About the village? About the shipmates? Nah. Sometimes people you don't even realize being in your village are in your village. Yeah. It's like... uh, the friends from, I can't remember their names, are a couple comedians, right, that did some stuff when, when we were back when we were FXBG oh, Pirate right. Radio. Yeah, the ones who brought over the new, the, the new, new air AC. conditioner. Uh, <clears throat> and my boss is another perfect example. Uh, called him up, said, hey, uh, here's what's going on. i got to leave early on Monday. I know a short notice. It was no problem. <laughs> yeah. was, you know, it was... It was for my kid. Family's important. He he had absolutely no issues with it. Shout out to him. He could have very much said, no, you'll have to sit there and wait because you got to work. It's work hours. Nah, he, no problem. <laughs> and when there was a the question of where she was going to stay because she was originally going to stay with right. my brother and his wife, he even offered to let her stay at his house. Yeah. Like, no, nah, I got that covered. No big deal. She doesn't really know you guys, so yeah, it would be a little uncomfortable for her. And I don't want to hang out at your house just to see her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're cool, but we're not that cool. <laughs> but still, you know, it's just how much even sometimes people you don't think of as part of your village are part of your village. Yep. You find them in, you find them in your boat with you mm-hmm. sometimes. And I mean, that, that's what's, I guess, the best part of humanity. Yes. I think. Is a way that we help each other. Creative, not destructive. Yeah. Because sometimes it can go the other way. Sometimes you find yourself all alone. Yeah. Not not everyone has a a crew, a village. So uh, be be less like me and reach out to people because. Well, EK keeps trying to tell me to like, you know, you know, you could charge, you know, you know how to produce a show. You could produce a show. You could say like $15 an hour, you know, five goes to the station, 10 goes to you and you could produce a show. And I'm just like, but I don't network well. I mean, my most interesting conversation all week was from with a dude who works at five guys, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so it's, it's. And he's not even talking about the uh, the guy who called him out. He's talking about what he wanted on his burger. It's pretty simple what I want on my burger, but talking about Thor Ragnarok, that's a different story. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just not very good at networking and 
it's sometimes I wonder like if for some reason we went super viral or something like that and millions of listeners all of a sudden uh people would be like who's this madman guy who is he and it's like they want me to come to public appearances or something like that (laughs) we want you to talk say something funny into the microphone it was like oh god you know (laughs) right something funny yeah i did it (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, yeah, i I could see you almost shitting yourself in a situation like that. (laughs) absolutely too many eyes upon me I'll be sitting there looking at every second of video going, I look fat. I look fat. No matter how thin I am, I look fat. <laughs> I look fat. Oh, my mustache is stupid. It's all sticking out one way. hate my mustache. Half of my mustache is from the 1920s, and the rest of it's from the 1988. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like parts of my mustache show, show me at 20, and parts of my mustache show me at 40. <laughs> so. Little, little specks of white, you know, <laughs> patches. <laughs> that uh, salt and pepper I was talking about, yes, I know the pain. Well, because uh, I got like a red, a reddish brown, a red, reddish colors and stuff like that. And the sun was hitting me just right at Wawa one time. And I was like, you're like a calico. And I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> There's like three different colors in there. It was like, oh, I'm a calico beard. Do you know calico cats or all calico cats are female? Really? Yep. Huh. That's interesting. So not only did they call you a pussy, they called you a female pussy. Eh. In fairness, you probably didn't know that all calicos are female. Probably not. And probably didn't invite that particular comparison. <laughs> Had more to do with the aesthetic look. Hey. Okay. That's still what she said. You look like a, you look like you have a vagina. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. No. You look like you are a vagina. Is it the facial hair? Is it the facial hair give it away? <laughs> do I need to put a landing strip instead of a mustache? <laughs> Weather's been crazy lately, right? Oh, good lord! Uh, it's you know it's funny because um, it's always been fun for me to talk about the weather, uh, especially around people that have never been in the navy. All right. <clears throat> you see, out to sea, you see, you can see all the weather all around you at most times. Night, it's a little bit trickier, but you can still see everything around you, three hundred sixty degrees, horizon to sky. Mm-hmm. You have full visibility of all the weather that's going on around you. Um, sea legs is one thing, but a weather eye is a secondary skill that anyone can pick up in the Navy. You know why it's called weather eye? Because you're keeping an eye on the weather? On the west. Because most weather comes from the west. Weather eye, west. Okay. Yeah, it follows the jet stream, so that's sense. But I don't understand why west is being called weather. Because you're looking out for the weather. Shouldn't it be keep a westward eye then? They say keep a weather eye because you want to be you're concerned about the weather. All right. Which way does the weather come from? The west. Well, unless the jet stream is making a dip out of the north, or you happen to be at the bottom of the dip when it's well, setting back meteorology up. Meteorology is a very new science. Just so <laughs> you know, it's pretty new. Um, but you know. Out to sea, you can literally watch high high pressures and low pressures form. Mm-hmm. Sit there and watch it. I mean, especially if you're the kind of guy who comes out every hour or two for a cigarette or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like you can see where you are, and you can see all the systems, all the changes, where the wind's coming from. And you start to gain this, you know, like sixth sense. It's, it's a skill, though. I mean, you can watch these things form, and... I carried over these skills into my civilian life. 
Um, and so now I can predict local weather weather better than most people around me. All right, because you know, like what ten percent of the people who in the United States have served in the military, right? You know, quarter of them maybe served in the Navy. Have this skill. Gotcha. And so when the when the pressure starts dropping, I feel it. You know, temperature starts dropping, I I can feel it. Right, and it's like, oh, it's gonna rain. And if you're on land around plants, oh, that's the biggest telltale sound of all. Mm-hmm. Once it's about to rain, they start releasing a chemi- all the, like a bunch of chemicals in anticipation mm-hmm. of of rain. And so, oh, I'd yeah, be, like, there's a very distinct smell. Yeah. And so I'll say that to people. Mm, it smells like rain, and then they're like, well, "Okay, probably." And then all of a sudden, like a minute later, it'll start raining. Mm-hmm. They're like, "How'd you do that?" And they'll look at me like I'm psychic, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not psychic. I'm God. I'm a pensive empath. It's way different. It's way different. And so, but sometimes I'll, I'll like, uh, I'll roll with it, right? Or I'll run with it. And it's like, that's right. I did know it was going to rain. And I can also summon lightning and gesture towards the sky. And of course, nothing happens. Nah. You know why? Because it's a skill. It's not a superpower. <laughs> it's an observational skill. Well, it's just a... Uh, one of my favorite lines in that movie, Groundhog Day, is um, he's coming down for breakfast at the bed and breakfast he's staying at. and uh, she's Where like, they did not offer ghost blowjobs. Yeah, where they, one of the crappy ones. Yeah. So, uh, and then the lady who runs the place, she's like, oh, I think it might rain today. And he's like, no, actually, I think that the, the uh, uh, high-pressure system is going to move further into the east and, you know, push off away from us. And it's like, and she's like, oh, okay. Did you want to take talk about the weather or... <laughs> Where you just make a chit chat. <laughs> That's what I feel like sometimes when it comes to the weather, and so because weather is very important when it comes to ships on the ocean. Yeah, I don't know if you know this because the weather has effects on the way the ocean looks. Yes, and how it moves, and whether it's flat or if it's trying to throw you under the water, over the water, fold you in like a omelet, water omelet, kneading dough, <laughs> kneading dough, water kneading dough. Yeah, so, I'm sorry, did you want to talk about the weather? Me? Yeah, why'd you bring it up? Uh, I'm making idle chit-chat. Making idle, oh, okay. All right, let's go ahead and get, we're about, uh, we could probably kill some time with the news worth knowing. You want to hear about the news worth knowing? Don't I? Always. So, I haven't mentioned Rebecca Felgate in a while. No, you have not. Well, I saw a news story today that uh, proves why I'm not going to say much about Rebecca Felgate for a while. All right. Um, and it's not because it's dangerous. It's just that I don't want anyone to think that I'm this kind of person. All right? Okay. Here's a, here's a headline. Mom shoots knife-wielding man who flew across the world to visit her teen daughter, police say. A New Zealand man who had traveled to Virginia to meet a 14-year-old girl he communicated uh, with online, was shot by the teen's mother Friday, officials said. Troy George Skinner, 25, was shot after he allegedly smashed through a glass door and attempted to enter the Goochland home, Goochland County Sheriff uh, James Agnew said. That's not far from us, is it? Mm-mm. Skinner bought duct tape and a knife after he arrived in the U.S., Agnew said. The mother saw Skinner enter her home and warned him a few times that she had a gun, then fired after he broke the glass door, according to Agnew. 
Officials said Skinner was struck in the neck and remains hospitalized. Ouch. Quote, all I can say is the manner in which he attempted to enter the home in the face of a firearm pointed at him and the implements we recovered from him. The only inference is that he had very bad intent. <laughs> yeah. That's putting he, it mildly. Yeah. <laughs> he was outgunned and he still tried to get in, you know. Hasn't Agnes anybody said. told him, don't take a knife to a gunfight? Exactly. The sheriff added that Skinner's arrival to the U.S. was totally unexpected, uh, according to Stuff. Okay. Uh, Skinner will be charged with breaking and entering with a deadly weapon with intent to commit a serious crime, the sheriff said. New Zealand police said they offered their help to the U.S. authorities. Yeah, send them back. So, um, I would never do something like this. No. But it would explain why people like Rebecca Felgate would be apprehensive of people like me. Fair to say? Fair to say. But that's not just you, but anybody. New Zealand to Virginia. That's got to be like an 18, 20-something hour flight. Something. Something ridiculous and expansive. How can you get that kind of money at 25 years old? There are a lot of rich people in New Zealand. They have, I, they have I, a I lot of gold, know. don't they? I, you asking the wrong, motherfucker. Only thing I know about New Zealand <clears throat> is they made Lord of the Rings there. That's Yeah, that's the first thing that popped in my head as well. And they yeah, call Lord themselves the Kiwis. They, they call themselves that or other people call themselves? They call themselves Kiwis. Oh. Well, I, just, I don't want to like say it to a New Zealander. And then they're like, no, only that's our word. <laughs> you know. You can't use that word. That's our word. Maybe it is. I'm uh, pretty sure that uh, anybody can call them that. But I might get my ass kicked for it. So you never know. I think they think it's weird offensive. Do they? Is a Kiwi offensive? I think being called a Kiwi. Go ahead and email me at com if being called a Kiwi is offensive if you're New Zealand. But I remember uh, watching the appendices from the original Lord of the Rings trilogy and Pi- uh, Peter Jackson calling all, all the people who worked there in, like, the Weta workshops and shit, Kiwis. These fucking Kiwis. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Minus I mean, the fucking part. I'm, I mean no offense. Like, yeah, I just, kept, I just keep the Kiwis working on it. Maybe it's, what, like, what he calls, like, that unit. <laughs> Kiwi one. Secondary uh, director's unit, Kiwi 2. Would you want to, like, seriously? Would you go, I mean, I wouldn't even go to Toronto from here. Makes you wonder if you go down on a New Zealand girl, is it called Kiwi Pie? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. I'm sorry, I don't think about, I'm lying, I think about that kind of stuff all the time. I was going to say, don't make me bust you out on. (laughs) I'm going to call me out, call me out on that, call me out on Thor Ragnarok 2 while you're at it. (laughs) Thor Ragnarok was a good movie. But I mean, I I guess that's something I'd think about while I was going down on a New Zealand girl, I'd be like. That's the improper time to be thinking about it. No, that's what keeps me focused, is like, I just try to think of a. What do you call this that I was <laughs> like tasting the kiwi pie? Ta- uh, <laughs> dipping my fingers in the t- kiwi pie. What is sec- uh, what does third base feel like? Like warm kiwi pie. <laughs> Sorry to any New Zealanders. Hope we didn't piss you off. 
Oh, let's go on to the movie. Uh, and if we didn't, then you get it. <laughs> let's move on to the next story. Let's talk about a crazy American. How about that? Uh, that's one of a million. Oh, yeah. There's so many of us. So many of us. There's newsletters. We have, they have newsletters. They have websites. FXBGPublicRadio.com. They can out of the uh, newsletter. <laughs> um, a professor asked men to send pictures of their private parts for, quote, size and self-esteem research study. Uh, the story ends with him being fired, I'm assuming. It's okay to love Dick. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. And the madman comes out. It's okay to love Dick. Let's be honest, all right? But this woman is specifically asking for dick pics, all right? Oh, this is a chick. Yes, a female professor at Missouri State University is asking men to send her pictures of their private parts in a quest to find out if size really does matter to men. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does matter Two men. Sociolo- sociology professor Alicia Walker is asking male participants to voluntarily send photos of their anatomy along with measurements in an aroused and non-aroused state as part of the research project approved by Missouri State University Institutional Review Board, the oh, Collex Fix reported. I would, I would love to be in that review board's meeting where they're talking about this, where somebody says, you know, you're going to ask men to send you dick pics. Right. <laughs> Uh, was, stu- was this research or was she just shopping? No, yeah, right. She was just shopping, I think. <laughs> I want to find the prettiest one. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Where's, Where's the, the prettiest cock of all? all? <laughs> the study is examining an importance of men's self-esteem and feelings about their bodies and their experiences in a society that worships size and tells men that they are less if they don't measure up, Walker told Fox News. For the men I've spoken to thus far, the impact has been grave. Oh. Walker clarified that men are not emailing her lewd photos. It's all about how you look at it, isn't it? <laughs> this is for scientific purposes. You don't mind if I take some pictures of your naked body, do you? And you know, Strictly for science. Wait, 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 wait. Now can you make it aroused? Something's wrong here. Something is very wrong here. This woman, uh, woman is asking for dick pics. Yeah. Yet, across the cellular networks of this country, there are m- literally millions of dick pics flying through cyberspace right now as we speak. But I think the information she needs is that she needs flaccid and erect mm-hmm. comparisons, differences, size differences. I'm pretty sure some dude out of Colorado has sent his girlfriend a picture of his flaccid and erect penis. But Probably next to a dollar bill, to give it in size comparisons. Hundred dollar bill. Well, depends on how much money he's got. I if, don't know what kind of dick pics you're sending, but you're sending the wrong type, pal. Hey, well, you know what? I'm one of, I want them to know exactly what they're getting into. It, it might be small. It might be skinny. but And I'm also broke. But I mean, let's love be, me, baby. Let's be honest. She could have just went out and said to all her girlfriends, "It's like if, if anyone's any ever sent you a dick pic, please send it to me." You know, but you can't get an accurate uh, uh, data set data set with that because so you need the difference between the change the, the, the change in size, all right, and then you need to like give them an interview. How do you feel about your self esteem? Talk about your self esteem. A bunch of self esteem questions. Do you feel like your penis size makes you a less of a man? There's her problem. She's trying to get uh, guys to not only send dick pics, which I'm sure they've got. Oh, dick pics? Sure, yeah, I'll send you dick pics and talk about your feelings. I'm out. 
Oh, that would be funny if she didn't get any. Anyway, quote, these are, this is what she said. These aren't sexy photos. Eh, depends on how you look at it. Uh, I gotta are, agree with her. They're not. These are clinical pictures to confirm a reported measurement. This is what I was talking about. For the pictures, when they take the survey, there is a spot to upload them with the survey. So they provide their measurement or for girth, upload a pic with a measuring device showing that's their girth, <laughs> repeat that with length, etc. The pictures don't include faces or any other identifying features, unless you have like a mole, because some people have moles. Right. That's why I don't have a girlfriend. Walk. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Get all the way back to the room. All right, baby. How you doing? Oh, zip. What the fuck is that? I'm out. Exactly. Walker's research assisted uh, assistant posted the study on several X-rated Reddit threads where he said the study requires more than just a photo. We also need answers in regards to the question of their self-esteem levels, feelings regarding their genitals, satisfaction of their sexual life, so forth. Blah, blah, blah. Walker's assistant wrote. Walker said that they were recruiting from a wide array, array of places online, in addition to Reddit. My hope is to get a broad section of men. You, no, <laughs> you're not. You're going to get exhibitionist men. Yes. Uh, participants must be at least 22 years old and have the option of doing an interview over a phone or email uh, with Walker or her male assistant. Uh, while Missouri State is a public university, Walker told Fox News the study is receiving no funding or tax dollars. She had to make a point of that. <laughs> I understand that I research topics which make which many are which make 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 many uncomfortable. <laughs> she said that often the topics I research cause folks to get a bit upset, but I did not anticipate that a study on men's bodies and their feelings would be one of them. Seriously? She couldn't figure that out and she's a college professor? There are memes that have that figured out. Yeah, I mean, you. You should just. It's okay to love dick, professor. <laughs> just more discreet ways to do it. Yes. I'm kidding. I'm. I think that there is an issue. It's like how men view their penis may have an impact on their self esteem. May. Um, for example, say that this study finds out that men with larger penises tend to have larger egos. Well, think about that song that plays on Bob and Tom. I take a look at my enormous penis and my troubles start melting away. Yeah. I don't think I've ever searched that. I've searched it. I just heard it on the radio going to work before. Okay. But, uh, I think, I think it is relevant research, but it, it's a weird way to, to, it's not like they're going to be looking at the pics. Will they be looking at the pics, or will they just be taking the data? Like delta, delta size, delta girth. <laughs> but wouldn't girth be zeta, not delta? No, it's a delta. I mean, change in, change in size, change in girth. Alpha, beta, delta. No, but. it's a math thing. You know about math, right? I had a little bit. Yeah, me too. A little bit. Delta means change in. I'm not Greek. Okay. Anyway. But you see, I think that this uh, survey study could be done without the pics. Yeah. Just just the data. Maybe she's including the pics as a way to, okay, 
Everyone's telling me they got a 12-inch dong. Right. Maybe the picture Maybe she was concerned about that. She was concerned. It was like, yeah, I measured it. It's four inches in girth. Yeah. Yeah, 18 inches long. I got a 12-inch penis around. Think about it. (laughs) In many ways, you'd kind of get a more accurate idea about self-esteem and men. Yeah. You know, because the average men thought that their penis was 12 inches long. (laughs) While even the lower end... Never went below seven inches. Right. <laughs> what, is this, uh, what does this study conclude? The men are liars. See, scientific methods were worth all sorts of different ways. And again, this is stuff that memes already know. Uh, you want to hear about the Chicago bar who bans Make America Great Again hats and face tattoos? Uh, I feel like I might have been in this bar once. Go ahead. Bar in Chicago has implemented a new dress code specifically banning Make America Great Again hats. And face tattoos. The establishment said the move was made after much, I love this quote, much consternation and consideration to maintain a classy environment. I take that back. I've never been in the You're park. in a bar in Chicago, near Central Park, the replay Lincoln Park bar. Okay. <laughs> Where's your pretenses? Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, they announced the strictly enforced rules over the weekend in a post on their Facebook page. Uh, Replay Lincoln Park has implemented a new and strictly enforced dress code. No face tattoos. No specific hats. Please see below. Let's keep it classy, Chicago. Sincerely, management. Customers responded both in favor and against the arcade bar's decision. Quote, I love the bar more now. Best hat band ever. One woman wrote praising the band. Exactly. Love you guys. Another Another said in favor. Here's another quote. What a lame, douchey, weak thing. What lame, douchey, weak thing can we do to drum up business? Let's mock our president and his constituents. You're so edgy. One person wrote (laughs) on the band. That might have been me. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) All right. Quote, I'm not even a Trump fan. I hate the moron. However, we have tolerance and free political thinking, no matter how socially moral it is or isn't. One person commented on the post. To those who took issue with the ban, Replay Lincoln Park jokingly responded, okay, they can come in, but they'll have to play, pay to play the games. Free speech, but for a price, referred to those wearing MAGA, MAGA hats. Controversial choice comes two months after New York City judge ruled that bars can refuse service to people wearing Make America Great Again hats. Now, here's the only question I have. What's worse? A Make America Great Again hat? Or a face tattoo. Let's be honest here. A face tattoo that says make America great again. Let's go to the tattoo parlor. I know this place is like Dark Horse Tattoos. Yeah. They, they follow me on Instagram like, like whoa. So they're cool. We can go up there and get a make America great like face tattoo. All right. Uh, you guys go ahead. I'll catch up. <laughs> make America face tattoo again. The point is you can get rid of the hat. America is a face tattoo. You could scrape off the Trump bumper sticker. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> but a face tattoo. That's devotion, y'all. <laughs> I would hate to see, like, in the next couple of days, somebody post a picture of Make America Great Again on their forehead or something like that. And it's like, what is wrong with you? We did it, madman. <laughs> I don't know why my southern accent but just came out stronger there. Like Make America Great Again. <laughs> great again. Oh no, it would be make America great again. 
America. With my $20 hot dog and my $5 <laughs> bottle of water. With quote-unquote cheese sauce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I got two more stories, and we got eight minutes. So we'll see where we go with this first one. Uh, NFL's only active player to hold a medical degree is denied request to put MD on his jersey. <laughs> okay. The NFL uh, reportedly denied a request from Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman, excuse me if I screw this name up, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, after he asked the league if he could put the letters MD on the back of his jersey. That's the leader. Is he a medical doctor? Yeah. He finished his medical degree at McGill University in May. He was drafted by the Chiefs in 2014 and managed to finish his classes during his offseason to earn his degree. He told the Kansas City Star in February that he had conversations with the league about putting MD on the back of his jersey since he would be the only active NFL player with a medical degree. The move would have been similar to other players putting senior or junior or Roman numerals on the jersey. Excuse me. The NFL apparently didn't think the move was a good idea, according to Quebec TVA Sports. DeVernay Tardif reportedly still hopes that the buzz around his graduation could convince the league to reverse the decision. He told CBS Sports that he has had two more thing he has two more things to accomplish. If I make it to the Pro Bowl in the same year I graduate from medicine and win the Super Bowl, that I don't know what I'm going to do, he said. <laughs> All my goals will be accomplished. <laughs> it's like, dude, I hope you don't win the Super Bowl. Seriously, I mean, he's a doctor. Why would they let him put it on there? If a dude could change his name just to, for for his number, right? Why can't you have Doc Doctor Laurent? I th- I think it creates yeah. an unrealistic expectation of him that he might not take into consideration given the nature of the industry he chooses to work in. Oh snap! Number twenty seven on the uh, defense just snapped his leg in half. Uh, is there, is there doctor, a we all know it's on your fucking jersey. I'm off. Get, snap, snap. Why aren't you're you over off there? the clock now. I don't care that he's on you're, the other no, team. No, you're, you're out of the game. You're the nearest medical professional. You're no longer playing. I'm not the trainer. First I'm backing do, off. First, do no harm. He would have a medical obligation to treat that patient. Well, would, whether it's on his jersey or not, he already has that medical obligation. Yeah, if, if he's on the field, you're in charge of triage, right? <laughs> I'm saying, like, I'm saying, if you're going, if you're going one direction with it, you got to go all the way that direction with it. He's got to carry like a. He's got to wear a lab coat. Yeah, like and, he, you know, <laughs> he's got to wear carry a medical kit on the right. field with him in, in, at all times. And he's a lineman, the right? They could use that against uh, the other opposing team. Can use that against him. All right, you're going to fake an injury because this guy's playing so well. We got to get him out. So you're going to fake an injury. He's going to have to treat you, and we can get him off the field. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine a lineman being that important. You know, it's one thing. Is hey man, I could treat that. If you're sit, getting on the line, getting in your three point or four point stance, you know, you're getting there on the line. Mm-hmm. It's like your your knee doesn't look very good, man. I could help you with some physical therapy. You know. <laughs> I know what's really probably going to happen is the people on the line are like, hey hey, can you get me some scripts? <laughs> hey yeah right. Hey doc, you write scripts. Hey doc. My eye hurts. I need some pot, Doc. <laughs> I would rather I would rather they put Doc on his on the back of his jersey. <laughs> doc. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the issue is that that name, Laurent. I think it's it sounds French Canadian to me, just on instinct. Laurent 
Where is he now? I, wrong article. Dr. Lauren! Dr. Lauren! We need your help! No, it's a hyphenated French-sounding name. So, Laurent? Duvernay Tardif. And the issue, I wonder if they think, like the NFL is thinking, we cannot fit two more letters on that jersey <laughs> and make it legible for the cameras. So, I mean, maybe that's their concern because you M period, D period. Right. Maybe right. that's all it's about. But then, you know, just take my name off it completely. Just put M dot D dot. Or just, You'll know who it is. Or, I'm the only one. <laughs> or just Doc. Yeah. Call me Doc. Doc, one of the seven dwarves has entered the field. Okay, we've got three minutes left. Um, I'm, I wanna... bu- I'm calling bullshit. Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger? Uh, just a lot of letters in that name. You Have you counted, though? I mean, we can compare it. Like, But if Roethlisberger said, what, said I'm, I just I just earned my doctorate. Roethlisberger, MD, no, it's too many letters. It's, There's no that's way that's fitting across I mean. the back of somebody's back. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the issue. Anyway, you want to talk about something interesting? Haven't we been doing that this whole time? If not, what the fuck have we been doing? I'm not saying this is the most interesting thing. It's just another interesting thing. Oh, my penis? See, and you think I'm the one who keeps bringing up the dongs. Today you have been. Okay. Um, Laura Ingalls Wilder's name pulled from a library award over stereotypical attitudes in her popular books. Yeah, I read that story. Yeah. Laura Ingalls Wilder's name is set to be removed from a major children's book award after concerns were raised about The Little House on the Prairie's author's depiction of certain races in the early to mid-20th century. You know, in the because, time they were living because in. the era that they were living in, representing them, you know, factually, is offensive. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need to change history because it's offensive. Okay, you know, I get not teaching that book in schools anymore because... It's it, boring. It, well, it's incredibly boring. boring. It is boring. But, you know, it's got offensive material material in it that could be considered offensive by some. Okay, take that out. That doesn't take away from Laura Ingalls' writing ability. Why take away take her name off of this Cause award? It's, yeah, it's all a bunch of white people had to read for a long, long time. So, let's not forget that. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's one thing to change the name of Jefferson Davis Highway. That's one thing. Right. But to discredit an artist based upon the social mores of our time. Right. Hold it under the morality of our perspective in this time. Mm-hmm. It's something I hope never gets done to my art. I hope nobody looks at my books and says, it's like, we need to any awards I won, which are none, you know, or any kind of social impact my books made should be wiped out of existence because it no longer fits a perspective of a future generation. Right. All right. We're talking about when those books were written. That was pastoral, pre-World War One mm-hmm. era, the westward expansion. Yep. And that's what those books were about. You know, and yes, during that time, white people were mean toward Native Americans. Yes, we need, we shouldn't forget that. No, mean mean towards, horrible towards African Americans and Native Americans, and we shouldn't forget that. And a, a window into that lifestyle from a, a white person's perspective is there. 
But, I mean, now, 2018, looking on that, you're just like, eh, I'd, we should censor that because of the way we view how you describe people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's offensive. What I said 10 years ago is offensive. That should be erased from the record. I disagree. No, it should be. Let's take a look at this. This is the way it was back then. This is an example of how we shouldn't do it anymore and why we are evolving. Exactly. Let it stand out as a uh, the wrong way. You know, if there's a road that leads off and cracks and dumps you into a river, do you just take that road off the maps and ignore that it's there? Or do you mark signs saying, don't go down this path? Let's call this what it really is. This is banning books. It's what? Banning books. Yeah. That's National Socialist Party kind of stuff. All right. And I think that that's a bad thing. I hear that fidget spinner. Like, we're over. We're over time, madman. We're over time. And you're right. We're a minute over. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. I'm sure we could talk about Laura Ingalls Wilder for hours. Probably. And what it's like to go down on a Kiwi girl. Anyway, I'm the madman. Check me out. Check us out on Facebook. Check me out on YouTube, Madman Lowercase. I'm the madman, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie, and I'm thinking about going down on a Kiwi girl. Okay.